in front of an artificial lounge audience. It is now time for the next episode of the show. Hello, welcome to the show. It is time for the next episode. And of course, I could not do that without the co-host. Anthony, how are you? I'm great, brother. How's everything in uh, your half of the universe? I feel like the universe seems like it's in pretty good balance. I'm enjoying our little podcast here. It's been a lot of fun. We did that Stolen Tomatoes show. (laughs) And I'm not sure if it was because of that. But I finally made time to sit down and watch The Big Lebowski. All right. Sounds perfect. Uh, It might be less than perfect. It doesn't seem timely, first off. But I think maybe where I was coming from was I've only got room in my heart for one bowling movie. Don't need a bunch of bowling movies. And the spot in my heart for bowling was already taken by Kingpin. That's probably why I just never ended up seeing The Big Lebowski. Right. And what's a little weird about that is that The Big Lebowski is not actually that much of a bowling movie. (laughs) I just thought that it was. Like, the pop culture imprint that I had from seeing memes and stuff was Purple Suit Bowling Guy, and there was bowling, and obviously I heard of The Dude, and literally no sarcasm tons of people that i know and respect love this movie so i thought it was going to be really great and my expectations couldn't have been higher i sent you that message that we should do another movie show and i didn't really tell you what it was going to be about so i'm just assuming that you've seen the big lebowski yeah you know i saw it once when I, you know, probably right around the time it came. I mean, I didn't go and see it in the movies, but, you know, it was one of those movies that I actually didn't see for probably a couple years when it first came out, and then and then all my friends, of course, you know, uh, that's all they're t- they're, all, they're all talking, yeah, same exact thing, they're all talking about it, and I'm like, alright, I'll watch it, so I watched it, and I guess I probably liked it, but dude, I couldn't really tell you much about the movie at this point, you know, whatever, 15 years later, 20, I guess it's more than 20 years later, I guess, came out, what, 98? Correct, 1998. I think we Uh, can refer to it as a cult classic. For sure, cult classic. I can see all the memes that go around all the social media with the dude and with his crazy fucking quotes that the meme gods fucking created. But, um, I, I, yeah, dude, I, yeah, there's definitely some scenes in a bowling alley, I know that, for sure. I'm slamming him tonight. You guys are dead in the water. All right, way to go, Donnie! I thought it was a movie about uh, a guys who went bowling. That's not exactly correct. So (laughs) The Big Lebowski is a movie about a a mix-up in names. There's two different Lebowskis. One Lebowski is a wealthy person, and the other is a poor dude who is a bowler in some uh, California beach town. So the dude is the Big Lebowski. I always thought the dude and the Big Lebowski were two different characters. And I guess in some ways they are because the old man, the rich Lebowski is actually in a wheelchair. 
So if I sound incoherent with the plot, it's because I really didn't get it. I don't, I don't get it. There. <laughs> Here's the gist of the whole thing. There's a mix-up where a very wealthy Lebowski is confused for a very poor Lebowski. The wealthy Lebowski has a trophy wife who is also a porn star who owes a lot of money. And the person she owes money to is Jackie Treehorn, the pornographer. And Jackie sends out some goons to knock around Lebowski and get the money rolling. But they go after the dude by mistake. And that's... The wrong Lebowski. Yeah, that's the gist of it. And the dude is presented as some type of folk hero in this cult classic and I can't remember a single poignant thing that he said throughout the whole time. Let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. There's one scene where the goons come in to rough him up and he's laying in the tub and he's smoking weed and he's just, you know, he's the dude. And that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. You can make a movie uh, that went on. It went on and on. My God. When we go look up the Rotten Tomato score, I'll get you the exact runtime. But it was at least an hour longer than it needed to be. It didn't need to be at all. I give, I give this movie a zero. I would never watch it again. I was so disappointed because like I was saying, I genuinely had these high aspirations. All of you, all of you, I have lost so much respect for your opinions of comedy. This movie was fucking awful. There's also a John Goodman, do I have that right? The husband from Roxanne, Roseanne, the, the sitcom, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, John, yeah, big John Goodman. Big yeah. John Goodman, arachnophobia. Arachnophobia John Goodman sure. is a character who makes no sense to me. But I will say that the Goodman character they go to make an exchange of money somehow the you know no spoilers here for the 25 year old movie that everyone has seen a million times no spoilers so they go to make some kind of money drop and that's why i almost shut it off I, i swear i was i had my finger on the button when the goodman character does the he throws his tidy whitey underwear in place of the money and they do a dummy drop i was like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my whole fucking life I'm going to turn it off. But then I was like, you know what? That Jackie Treehorn guy, the Jackie Treehorn character is going to save the movie. And he doesn't. He's in the movie for like 10 seconds. He comes out and he, he puts like a roofie in the dude's drink. And then the dude goes off into one of my least favorite parts of cinema, which is the kind of dreamscape montage where he's floating around on magic carpets and right, things are yeah. it's kaleidoscope and mushroom trip, didn't realize that the big lebowski was something that you had only seen once 20 years ago i just kind of assumed that you would be in the cult classic this movie is great i watch it all the time crew but you're not so well i've been monopolizing the conversation would you like to kick around this piece of shit film for a while (laughs) well dude as much as i'd love to disagree with you on 
almost everything. This one I can't like because again I saw it 20 years ago. My only memory of it is the dude character dressed in a fucking robe, smoking a joint. That's all I remembered. And Fair. I and for that it gets yeah it it, I, I, it gets a seven. I give it a seven. A seven. That's, that's it. <laughs> Like, and, I'm, and I guarantee you this movie's like in the high 80s. I guarantee it. Okay, but, all right. Well, I, have a, I do have a browser up. Hold on. Let me go and check The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Without further ado, The Big Lebowski score. Let me, let me get an official guess on the record. So um, we're going to do the critic thing again. So I'll try and make a reasonable critic guess, but I'll also quickly make a audience guess. So I'm going to guess that the audience has this in the 80s or low 90s. So I would put it in the low zeros to the negative tens, but I have a feeling the audience, the audience, the general public is going to be way different than me. But for my official guess, based on what I remember from Anchorman um, and Talladega Nights, I will say that this is a 56 56 credit i'm going five six yeah i think that's i think that's fairly good guess i I, i'll go i'll go a little higher uh just not for no particular reason other than just to be different uh i'll go 65 65 all right yeah taking a glance at the tomato meter with 109 currently as we record this podcast today 109 Critic reviews have The Big Lebowski as 83% fresh. Wow. I am surprised. So that makes it ranked higher than both of the Will Ferrell movies that we looked at. Uh, For your reference, the audience score for The Big Lebowski was 93. 93. Okay. 93. So high 80s, low 90s was correct. That's my forecast here in the idiot world. Uh, big storm cloud coming in from California. It's the dude. Tropical storm raining shitty Big Lebowski movies on all of us and then getting 83 93. <laughs> On the complete other end of the spectrum, I can't say enough good things about the movie Kingpin, but since I've rambled on for most of the show already, why don't I ask you, have you seen Kingpin? If so, when was the last time, and what did you think of it? Uh, yeah, I've definitely seen Kingpin all way too much, in all likelihood. <laughs> uh, I love that movie, and I hate that. I, you know, I hate and love that movie equally. You know, you know some of those movies where there's certain characters that that I, I don't know. Maybe you just feel sorry for because maybe you actually know somebody like that, or or it, it's almost too real, I guess. <laughs> and what, what's the Amish guy actor name? What's his name? Is that Randy Quaid? Is that who that is? I believe it is. So like, and this tells you how I guess beyond crazy my brain normally is or always is whatever like his character you know i feel bad for him because 
he's this Amish guy. He's being taken advantage of throughout this entire movie, and he has no idea. And it pisses me off because I know people like that, and I just want to fucking slap him into reality. You know what I mean? Like, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So, that, but I do love this movie. Bill Murray's character in this movie is the greatest comedic performance ever, in my opinion. I don't think you're exaggerating. I, I will say that I have seen as good, but never better. I'm Ernie McCracken. When I found out little Billy here was growing up without a daddy, I had to do something. When Big Ern saw our picture in the paper, he called the Unified Fund and got involved. I had to. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, Mr. McCracken's already there. <laughs> I saw a really cool question on the Twitter machine the other day, which was, of all actors, actresses of all time, um, one of these desert island hypotheticals, if you're going to be stranded on a desert island and you can take every movie that the actor or actress has been in, who do you pick? I picked Bill Murray, and that was that's why I linked that question to this. I was like, Bill Murray, almost snap call. I can't think of anyone else who's even close, to be honest with you. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'd have to think on that for a second, but... All right, well, don't think too much on it now. Uh, let's get back to Big Earn. Oh, Big Earn. He's like... It, it's one of those movies, too, where like he's he's clearly the bad guy in the movie. But, you know, you're not really rooting against him. You, you're kind of rooting for him sometimes, you know what I mean? It's like, like I like this guy. I finally got enough money! As I glance at the screen, it is Kingpin from 1996, I see, is the year that Kingpin was filmed. I do not yet have the tomato meter loaded, but I do want to now kind of park a a thought that just came into my head here, but I want to get back to it, is that story arc where, you know, the the up-and-coming guy almost wins, doesn't, but then gets the sponsorship deal. I never realized it until this second, recording this show, that that's the exact same arc in Happy Gilmore, where Shooter McGavin beats him, but then he gets the subway deal. So Woody loses the thing, but then he gets the the whatever the hard-on lube gel ad, right? Right, right. (laughs) That's amazing. Which, Which one was filmed first? Do you know? I have no idea. We should gamble on that. Well, you said that was this uh, Kingpin's 96, you yep. said, right? Yep. So we've got the exact same info set. I do not know what year Happy Gilmore was filmed in. I do know that Kingpin was filmed in 1996. Is Happy Gilmore before or after? Over under Happy Gilmore wager. I'll say Gilmore is after. I bet you, and, and that's no disrespect to Adam Sandler, but I bet you Adam Sandler lifted that. I bet you Happy Gilmore is more like 98, 2001. Yeah, I was actually going to say that that Gilmore, for I, and I'm just guessing, but I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's like right around 99. Well, how are we going to get any fucking action if you agree with me? Where's the? Well, we, dude, we, but you forgot who you're talking to, bro. I'm a motherfucking degenerate gambler, dude. Yeah, I'll go under. You'll 100%. go under. You'll just take 100. percent Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we'll put that aside and get back to Kingpin. Let me do the same thing I just did a second ago. 
but let me let you go first this time. So do the critic what you think, like the real game aspect of it, the strategy of what you think they might say, but then do the audience. I'm curious to see um, what we think the Kingpin will be. I closed the Lebowski browser, but my recollection was 8393. So Kingpin should be more than that, in my opinion, but what do you have for critic and audience? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a huge difference in critic and audience on this one. Um, I'm going to go just below fresh, so let's, let's say 58 percent on Ooh. critics. Okay. But but I bet the audience is in the mid 80s, like 85, 86 range. Let's so say 85. I I was initially thinking about doubling up and saying 56 again, but that's way too close to fucking prices, right, guy? Now that you're in at 58, so. <laughs> kick that up to I'll say 67 I'll go critic 67 and my faith in people's appreciation of great comedy has never been lower so regrettably I've got to set this below the audience of 93 from the Lebowski it pains me to say but I bet you this comes in around 70 flat forgive me I forgot what you had said for audience you said 85 I believe it was yeah 85 85 okay Oh, I brought up the tomato meter. I see it in front of me now. And Kingpin, which clocks in at one hour, 53 minutes, by the way. I never did mention that I noticed that the Big Lebowski was one hour, 57 minutes. Wow. There's only 38 critic reviews of Kingpin, but they've got it at 50. So you're pretty much right on with that 58. Um, The audience score, which has 50,000 ratings, it is 69. So I, I could have gone with the 69 Gronkowski thing. I didn't want to repeat my stupid joke from the last episode, but I would have been dead on if I did it. Wow. That's why I never always stick to your guns, man. If you're going to make a, a stupid 69 Hollywood Gronk joke, just do it. Do it every time. Stay on brand. Collect when it hits. I mean, I feel like an idiot that plays roulette who didn't bet on his favorite number one time and the stupid fucking spin came in. Oh, that's the worst. That's the fucking worst. That's heartbreaking right now. That, that hurts me, my soul. <laughs> All right, well, let me bring in some suspense music, and we'll get back to our other wager, which is what year was Happy Gilmore released? Happy Gilmore competing against 1996. I can't believe it. It is also 1996. We didn't talk about what a push meant. We didn't talk <laughs> oh, about a push. Right. Dare I get in Adam Sandler's kitchen, a comedy legend, me, a dipshit with a podcast, and I'm over here insulting Adam Sandler, and I I forgot all about parallel thought, that two people can have great ideas simultaneously. At the same time. That's amazing. That's amazing. So that's a push. No quarter coins going nowhere.